0: This is Joseph Barone of A Fool for Learning, and our Foolish Law for today is doing business with the U.S. federal government. Step one, duns is done, but now it's unique. Greetings and welcome to my podcast. This is the first of a series of four episodes, and I'm going to have this conversation with Tom Stallone of Tapsec Consulting, and we're going to tackle some of the basics in relation to doing business with the U.S. government. Let me... Introduce Tom Stallone, and let me talk to you a little bit about who he is. Tom Stallone has been, in the, has been the managing partner of TAPSEC Consulting since 2002. TAPSEC facilitates the delivery of products and services for multiple technologies, such as land mobile radio, security, teleph- telephony, network management, and audiovisual to both government and commercial clients. He has delivered more than $4.5 billion, yes, you've heard me correct, billion, $4.5 billion in sales, and over $416 million in revenue to multiple clients. Now, Tom is also a veteran of the U.S. Navy. Uh, he's a member of the Lido Civic Club, National Italian American Foundation, and Knights of Columbus, and he's also earned the rank of Eagle Scout. And just for open transparency, I know Tom as a member of the Lido Civic Club, but I didn't realize when I met him that he was also an Eagle Scout uh, like myself and a Knights of Columbus. So let me take this opportunity to welcome Tom to my Foolish Thoughts podcast.
1: Good morning, and thank you for uh, inviting me to participate in your podcast.
0: Our title, our episode, this first episode, as we said about four, about doing business with, with the federal government. So DUNS is done, but now it's unique. So even before we, uh, we answer this question, who is the target audience for this? Like if, if I, as a sole proprietor, want to do work for the US federal government, am I a good candidate for it? Do I need to be a, a certain size? Do I need to have a certain revenue generated each year for X number of years?
1: Well, first of all, it doesn't matter what your size is, whether you're a sole proprietorship, whether an LLC, or whether you're a corporation, the unique identifier that a DUNS number provides is the way the federal government will recognize you and your company. As far as revenue goes and size scale, in order to do any business, even small purchase orders, you're going to need to have a DUNS number issued by Defense Logistics Agency, DLA, because that's how they know it's Joe Barone or Tom Stallone or... Widget Incorporated, that's the unique identifier for a company.
0: I can be a brand new consultant, have my own LLC, just have started maybe two months ago, and I can begin the process of attempting to get work with the federal government by going through this whole process. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely correct, because the first question they're going to ask you is what's your DUNS number, because that's how they begin to track you. It doesn't matter what agency, it doesn't matter what size, it doesn't matter dollar value, people value. What matters is that DUNS number, because there are many things that are treed, if you will, off of that. That's the basic identifier, unique identifier.
0: So how does one, first, what does DUNS stand for? What what does the acronym stand for, D-U-N-S? And how does one go about starting the process to get a DUNS number?
1: So the uh, the DUNS number, or what's called the Dun & Bradstreet number, for contracting is issued by the Defense Logistics Agency. And basically what you need to do is go on to the DLA, Defense Logistics Agency, website, and sign up with your corporate information or your company information, and they will then, within a two-week period, issue you what's called a DUNS number.
0: So... If we go to this website and we, we try to come sign up, what are some pieces of information that a typical, what, what do you have to have before you actually get on the website so that people are prepared and they don't get on the website and go, Oh, I don't have this. Oh, I didn't realize I need this. Well, what was some typical, what are the most common things that an organization has in order to, to start this process?
1: So you need to have a name, address, a phone number, typically a website, And most important is the tax identification number, or the EIN number, which really shows that you are a true company. And depending on the state, you may be required to have a state identifier
0: as well. So I should have that TIN or EIN number, which comes from the federal government, if I'm correct. You should have that even before you begin this process as well as any sort of unique identifying number from your state if that is required.
1: Yes, that's absolutely accurate. Okay.
0: How long does the whole that 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 process take to get that TIN or EIN number normally?
1: Normally, it's about a 3 week process. Okay. It can be expedited if you need to by going onto the website to look for it just like the DUNS number itself can either arrive in a couple of weeks or you can expedite that process for a small fee with Defense Logistics Agency.
0: And uh, for for the state numbers, do you have any idea, because I know every state is different, uh, how long that would take?
1: Well, I'm located in the state of Maryland and several companies I work with are in Maryland. So you can get it as quick as 24 hours, or you can drive up to Annapolis and put your paperwork and walk out the door with that
0: number. So basically even before you start the whole DUNS process, getting that that number, you need to get those two pieces of information and therefore we're talking at least a good four weeks to six weeks in advance at, at, at the longest, but at the shortest is maybe a week or two.
1: Yes, that would be accurate.
0: So we've got our, our DUNS number and, and that is a whole unique identifier. That's the, the first and most important thing we need to get from the Defense Logistics Agency. Is there anything else I need to know about this DUNS number.
1: Every piece of government paperwork you fill out on any project you're gonna bid on, or even to get an RFI, request for information, will require you to provide that DUNS number. When that unique identifier, when the government goes to look at that, will also have additional information about your company. Are you a woman-owned company? Are you some type of set-aside company? Where are you located? Are you in a hub zone, which means a, an area that has, uh, you know, financially uh, financially downgraded area that needs help that the government has designated they're going to do specific contracting in? That DUNS number is real key to the door to get into federal contracting.
0: Okay, So it's helpful if you are also a, a woman-owned business, a veteran-owned business, all of those sorts of things and to make sure you have that designation even before you begin this process?
1: There are eight types of socioeconomic set-asides. Two of them require the government to actually come in and look at your your revenue, etc., to approve them. For the the basic six, which you've identified most of, you don't need anything pre-approved. If you're going to be a service-disabled veteran-owned small business or an 8A, Those require further documentation by other agencies who weigh in and confirm that you are qualified to be in those socioeconomic set-aside areas.
0: If you're a disabled veteran, a business that you're owned by a disabled vet, I'm assuming then you have to provide your papers from from the the Defense Department upon your your discharge papers that show that one of the things you might have to show is that you are a disabled vet from, from your discharge papers? Is that how it works?
1: kind of slightly different the veterans administration is the folks who actually certify and to be a service disabled veteran owned small business 51 percent of the company needs to be owned by someone who is at least 50 percent disabled and that's why there's a little bit of a certification process Really important becomes some agencies, like the Veterans Administration, their priority, number one priority, is to contract with service-disabled, veteran-owned small businesses is number one. And that was a law that was passed about two years ago. So the first source of selection to do any contracting within the VA is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business.
0: My understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, the Duns number is going away, and it's being replaced by a unique identifier. What is that, as opposed to the Duns, and why do you think? And maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Why do you think that they've moved away from this Duns number to this potentially unique identifier? And when is this all going to happen? So, all right,
1: why? Why? What it is is the uh, the new unique identity. ID will be located in Sam, which is the primary government website for all information on a company. It used to be that Dun & Bradstreet, you'd go out to those folks and they would actually do an evaluation of your company of the risk to do business with the government. And that's why that Dun & Bradstreet and going to Dun & Bradstreet used to be so important. Now, the government has kind of has situated, they're going to SAM, and SAM is a whole web page full of information on a com- company it's that the government keeps tracks of in a company. So it's not just financial information. It's a much broader, broader scope of information on your company. Okay. And that date is April 4th. And by April 4th, you need to ensure that you've converted or you have a unique... Entity ID in SAM and that you're registered in SAM, or you're going to put yourself 90 to 120 days at least behind if you're trying to do business with the Fed.
0: As we, as we kind of wrap up this particular session on DUNS, is there anything else you want to share about DUNS or this unique entity ID at this particular time?
1: No, I, I think we've kind of covered most of, it, most of it already, but just know that's the first step. There's about six or seven steps in the government contracting world. First one is, after you have your tax ID number, to get your DUNS number.
0: Great. Tom, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for sharing your knowledge with everyone today on this very first step on how to go about bidding and attempting to get work with the U.S. federal government. Now, if someone wants to get a hold of you and your company and maybe... Uh, for you to help them facilitate their entry into the U.S. federal government process. And I I mark into the federal government mark, and I assume you will do that. How do they contact you? What's the the best way, the right way?
1: The two easiest ways, one is my cell phone, which is 703-898-2133. The second way is TAPSEC, which, by the way, stands for my kids' names, T.J. and Phyllis Security, TAPSEC. Security.com, tap sec. And uh, either one of those will get a hold of me. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook. I've been doing this for a long time, so it's pretty easy to find me on the internet.
0: Well, great. Well, Tom, thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge with us on this whole process. I know I've learned a couple of things uh, today. And for, the, for our listeners, if you, you enjoy this episode, please take a moment to like or to comment. This is Joseph Rohn with A Fool for Learning, and if I can assist you and your organization with appropriate learning solutions, contact me at afoolforlearning.com. This is Joseph Rohn, the CEO of A Fool for Learning, signing out. Remember, learn, perform, succeed.